0: I got my boba tea. I hope you have your drink of choice. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of Everything is Tragic with Hillary Starr. I am your amazing host, Hillary Stra. Welcome to the first episode of this amazing podcast. I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am to be doing this. I've always wanted to start a podcast since maybe 2020. And um, now it's been, what, two years? And here we are. But I think the, the point of this, all that matters is that I actually started it. And procrastination cannot get the best of me. <laughs> so this first episode is a, uh, it's one of those like intro episodes where I asked you guys to send me all your questions, your very scandalous questions, uh, what you want to know about me um, or just any question what whatsoever, like so I can answer it on this first episode. And I got a good amount of questions. I'm very excited to answer them. Um <laughs> Some of these questions, I I was like looking through the comments and I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to answer that. I'm not going to answer that. Like it's, they get like very specific, but the ones that I have here, these, these are good enough. So what am I all about on everything is tragic with Hillary Star? Well, basically I get to turn our sad tears into happy tears, turning our most tragic events that we go through on a daily basis into lighthearted humor. And like obviously it's like if it's like really serious stuff, like yeah, you know. Let's focus on how serious it is. But sometimes we just got to laugh at ourselves in this world, especially with things going on right now. There's there's way too much stuff happening where we can't just like find a nice outlet to just like laugh just for a little bit. So, I hope that this is what my podcast can do for you guys. So, I hope you're sitting or driving, pay attention to the road, or You know, just cleaning up. Usually, when I watch podcasts, I'm cleaning my house, um, or I'm driving, or I'm taking a shower, I'm cooking. So I hope you guys are doing the exact same thing while watching or listening to me. So let's get started with this episode. I'm very excited, very excited. Okay, so um, this podcast is also going to be very interactive. So with you guys sending me recommendations for topics, I will also ask you guys because every episode I'm planning on doing kind of like a, I want to do a hot take towards the end of the episode where you guys send me your hot takes and then we discuss it towards the end and we kind of like, you know, just do a whole discussion about it. But that's going to be all like for future episodes. So I want to introduce myself. So Hello, my name is Hilary Staropoli. I am 27 years old, born and raised in New York City. Um, Shout out to all my New Yorkers out there. Uh, My birthday is July 27, just passed. Hi, hi, all my Leos out there. so I wanted to start a podcast because I, if you follow me on TikTok, which if you don't, what the hell? Um, I love I, I love going live on TikTok and I love going on rants. So. If you're very familiar with my lives, you will know how much I speak and how in depth I go to, (laughs) I go into a lot of topics that I speak on. And most of the times they get me banned because I'll say words that like trigger the algorithm or whatever. But um, luckily I have a podcast now where I can talk about whatever I want and go on rants and just get lost in the sauce of conversation. Uh, What else would you guys want to know about me? Well, Hopefully with these questions you guys will have a general idea as to who Hillary Staropoli is. And fun fact, Hillary Star comes from my married name, Hillary Staropoli. A lot of people ask me if I get inspiration from like Patrick Starr, Jeffrey Star. I'm like there's only one Star, and that's Hillary Star, and it's because it's literally in my last name. So, <laughs> whatever. So, we're going to get to the questions right now. And uh they're they're very, you know, they range from like I don't know if I would answer that, but I'm just going to do it anyways. To oh, that's so cute and endearing. Like of course I'll answer that question. So, <laughs> let's go. Let's let's hit it with the first question. How did you and Andrew meet? So, this question was probably one of the most asked questions. Um and it's always I always love telling the story because a lot of people expect it to be like Oh, Andrew saw me from across the room, and he approached me, and he, what like was just like, oh my God, like she's just so beautiful. That is nothing. What happened? That it's nothing like that. Unfortunately, I low key wish it was like that, but it just goes to shows. It, it just goes to show who wears the pants in the relationship, and it's this girl right here um i first saw him when my cousin brought him to his house for new year's and i saw andrew and i was like oh my god who is this nerd and he was like wearing glasses he looked kind of geeky he looked like a a geeky version of, of of ryan reynolds he was just so he still is very handsome but when he was younger um and he had like his hair he had like the ross if you watch friends like he had like the ross haircut and uh, I'll never forget, he was wearing a red American Eagle shirt, jeans, and like these ugly squared glasses. And I was head over heels with this guy. I was like, you're coming home with me. And so I, he had a girlfriend at the time too, but that did not stop little old me. I mean, I didn't take action. I didn't do anything. I would never come in between a relationship, but I was just manifesting from December 20... 20- 12 to uh june of 2013 that i wait does that make sense no we met january it was new year's eve so it was technically december 2011 and i graduated high school when did i graduate high school Okay. That's not the point. The point is, oh yeah, we got together. (laughs) I'm sorry. We started dating September 8th of 2013. So it was going into 2013. Okay. So it was like the end of 2012 into 2013 and he had a girlfriend at the time and I was just obsessed with him. We ended up working together in the summer as camp counselors and I wore my scandalous, most shortest shorts to this kid's camp because I was trying to get Andrew to like me. And, um, Unfortunately, he was looking at this other girl that worked with us. She was this gorgeous, like Greek goddess. Like she was just so beautiful. And I was like, (laughs) just like a scrawny ass, like little Dominican girl standing in a corner like, (laughs) and my cousin didn't help because my cousin didn't want us to get together. So he made it his job to kind of try to tell Andrew, like, trust me, you would not want to be with this girl because Andrew was well aware that I was obsessed with him. So, um, (laughs) so we worked together, the end of the summer came, I became really flirty. And I was the one that was like, Hey, you know, we should stay friends, you should give me your number. So ladies, there's nothing wrong with pursuing the guy. Because you most of the time, we cannot just sit there and wait for men to approach us because it's just not going to happen. I was talking about this with my friend uh the other day and we were saying how like you know there's nothing wrong with approaching a guy and wanting to get his attention like yeah we are a prize to be won but at the same time i don't got all day i do not have all day i'm not getting any younger if we're trying to get something going like we gotta get this going fast and andrew was a type of guy that wanted to take things very slow and i was the one that said i love you (laughs) the first time that he asked me to be his girlfriend. So maybe I took things a little too fast, but look at us now. Eight years later, married for three years. (laughs) Who's laughing now? So I think that, uh, yeah, whenever people ask me like, oh, like, how did you get him to like you? It also depends on the person. He was very willing and he was very uh, open to like being in a relationship with me. And he wasn't very hard to like convince because I was, I'm hot as hell. Like who wouldn't want me (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um so yeah, so we started dating September 8th of 2013 and ever since then uh, he's he's been like that. I've held have had him by by the leash for about 8 9 years. It's great. It's great. I love being the dominating one in the relationship. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a balance, but I um I come from a very uh woman empowered Dominican family where The men have the last word, and I say if you're listening, I have my fingers in quotation marks. And if you're Hispanic, you kind of have the idea of what I'm trying to say. Like, men try to be very overpowering in a marriage, Dominican men, but they know that at the end of the day, it's the women that run the family. Like, my aunts, my mom, they are the leaders of the family, and that's that kind of translated into my marriage, where like. Andrew, you know, pays the bills, he does this, he does that, but I am the one at the end of the day, I say what goes. Okay, I'm the one that says like, okay, we're getting into a very, very long winded topic. We can definitely, we can definitely get into this later. You guys are free to send me any topics that you guys want me to go more in depth. I feel like these questions are very good I feel like these questions can be their own episodes. So whatever you guys hear that you guys want me to expand on, feel free to DM me on Instagram uh, and get my opinion or get me to film an episode based on whatever topic you guys want me to talk about. Okay, next question. This one I have to make the second question because I think it's very important to discuss. This question is from my friend Daisen. She said, why are you so cool? And, you know, it's something that's really sorry, that's something that's really hard to talk about because it's not easy letting people know how cool you are without them thinking that you're just full of yourself, you know? And sometimes you just have to let people know how cool you are and how amazing you are. And in to answer that question for you, I just think I'm cool because A, I'm a Leo and B, I'm, I'm a Leo. Um, and I feel like if you're not a Leo, and if you're not me, then unfortunately, you cannot sit at the cool kids table. And I'll say that. And that's that. Next question. Do your Dominican parents judge you for being with a gringo? And for those of you that don't know what a gringo is, that means white guy. Um, My parents didn't judge me like, oh, like, uh, you can't be with a white boy. But they were definitely like, why aren't you with a Dominican? and I just wanted to be like, mom, dad, have you guys met Dominicans? And like, with the exception of like my dad and like a few uncles and maybe a few cousins here and there, I would never touch a Dominican with a 10-foot pole who's not like my relative. Like, I cannot for the life of me ever see myself dating or marrying a Dominican man. A lot of them, and like, yeah, this is like a stereotype, but it's just what I've seen throughout the years. A lot of these Dominican men are very, um, misogynistic. Uh, they're very possessive, very, um, they're, they're players, you know, they wear very tight, skinny jeans. (laughs) And I'm one of those people that like, I can't have you reaching that energy level where you think you're above me or you're better than me because blood will be shed and, I would end up on a true crime podcast, which I wouldn't be mad at. Um, So that's kind of why. And it's not that like I want to be like dominating over my man, but I can't tolerate being with someone that like I have to worry about all the time, or I don't want to be with someone where I have to be like, oh, you expect me to cook every night for you? (laughs) Oh god, no, I'm not gonna do that. And like I know Dominican men that have told me that they're like that. And I'm just like, oof. those kitchen knives would be put into different use if I had the chance. Okay. But yeah, so no. um, My parents did judge me, but um, they love Andrew more than they love me now. If Andrew does anything wrong, the first thing they ask me is, what did you do? So there's your answer for that. (laughs) Okay, next question. Who was the worst content creator that you have met so far? I'm not going to say names, but let's just say that some of these creators are deemed to be the most genuine creators on this platform, on TikTok at least, and um, then you meet them and I don't want to judge based off of the one interaction that I have with them. They might be having a bad day and that's the thing, like some of these people are having a bad day. Sometimes they have had too many people go up to them and then you don't want to be kind of, you know, to like, oh, like, and, and then judge your interaction based off of what just happened. But um, no, I don't know. And, and it's like multiple things that I've heard about these specific creators that I'm just like, oh, so you're just a bitch. And it's not, it's not, it's like a repeat offense. And so when it happened to me, I'm just like, okay, so I'm never speaking to you and I need to learn how to control my temper because my temper can just, did I say temperature? I don't know. I need to learn how to control my temper because my temper can go from zero to 100 real quick. And it really gets to me when creators want to act like they're better than you. That is another video topic that I'm adding to my mental checklist of videos to make, uh, episodes to make. Because creators that get to a certain point of fame really lose themselves in this whole I am better than thou. Thou can't toucheth me unlesseth. You haveth more than 7.5 million followerseth. And that is when I lose so much respect for people that act like that. Like, I hope you know that you can lose that in seconds. In seconds. But, you know, I won't expand on that because I, I, w- I would want to make an episode about, like, creator, the creator world and creator culture. Um and yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, so next question. Uh, what is your favorite zodiac sign as a Leo? So Leos would have to be my number one. I'll say a few of them. The thing is, I don't know too much about zodiac signs to be giving my my like straight opinion on like what are the best zodiac signs to be friends with. But I will say I've had amazing experiences with Capricorns. Taurus, there's been that one that kind of ruined it for everyone. But there has been that one Taurus that redeemed <laughs> that redeemed it for other Tauruses. So uh, Tauruses are cool. Uh, cancers. I love cancers. One of my best friends is a cancer Sagittarius. I love me my massages. And of course, Leo's <laughs> Lears. Hello. Um, okay. Next question. We're moving on. Cause I, again, I can go in depth with Zodiac signs, even though I don't know much about Zodiac signs. I'm going to be very honest. Um, okay. The worst client you have, you had to serve or that you witnessed. So I don't know if this person knew that I used to work at Sephora, but I a hundred percent have many, many, many experiences. Um, horrible experiences while working at Sephora. For those of you that don't know, I used to work at Sephora from, (laughs) it was like a year, not even, I barely made it a year. At Sephora because I just could not tolerate it and I loved working there but my god was so toxic to be in a place like that um so I was there from 2015 to 2016 and I would say the worst experience (laughs) was when I was already in a bad mood and this was a Saturday so imagine the mall a Sephora specifically on a Saturday during a holiday okay holiday. So, um, there was this lady that needed help and I really wasn't having it. Like I was and I'm not one to be like those employees at stores that like show their face, show their annoyance through their face, but unfortunately, I had had enough of that day. So, you could see on my face that I was visibly annoyed. But I put on a face towards the beginning with this client and I was helping her out and she was one of those clients. If you worked at Sephora, Ulta, Mac, you know what I'm talking about. These are the women that come in and for some reason it's like they it's it's like they they take your make their your brush belt off of your body and they put it on them and they say, I can do your job better than you can. Okay, Karen, if you can do my job better than me, then go ahead and clock in. And get to work, bitch, because that is the issue. There are some of these women that come in and they just want to tell you how to do your job. There are these women there that want to tell you how to match foundation and concealer when you have been matching hundreds of people for a foundation and concealer. So it was one of those where the lady really thought that she could tell me how to do my job. And I gave her the biggest attitude. And she hit me with a, I want, this was the first time I ever had someone go like, I want to speak to your manager, to me. And I got my manager and they were like, I want to report you. And I like shoved my name badge in her face. And I was like, Hillary, my name is Hillary. Um, Another one that I remember was uh, this woman didn't want the help of my friend who was a guy. She didn't want a guy helping her because um, she didn't feel safe. I was like, he's not going to kill you. He's not going to take a makeup brush and jam it into his eye, even though he should. Why are you afraid of getting help from a man? What? Like, I understand men are scary, but my friend isn't scary. He just wants to help. And she, like, didn't want him to help because, like, she felt like he wasn't qualified. It was was the most annoying client ever. And then you have the clients that come in um, five minutes before closing, and they want to return over $500 worth of products. I can again, do a separate episode of my experience working at Sephora, uh, and that, or my experience of having the worst jobs ever. And that (laughs) within itself would be quite an amazing episode to, to film. Uh, okay. Next question. What's one thing, what, what's one thing you have done to this day that makes you cringe the most? Okay. And this is only because I'm, it happened maybe two days ago, which is why I'm going to speak about it now. Uh, and I said it on my Instagram story. I don't know if you guys uh, were watching, but <laughs> I was unloading my car, and I had a chair. I bought it at Home Goods. Uh, it was my po- it's my podcast chair. And my neighbor, very nice lady, she's walking down, and she's like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm like, "I'm good. How are you?" She's like, "I'm good. Oh my god, I love your chair." I'm like, "Thanks. I got it at Home Goods. Great price. There were so many of them." she was like wow that's nice and so I kind of wanted to keep talking like you know like just let's talk sis like I haven't seen you in in weeks so I'm like oh so, so how are you why would I say that and then she's like I'm good how are you and then I'm like <laughs> I'm like good how are you <laughs> guys it doesn't sound as bad or maybe it does but luckily she was already walking away, which kind of told me that she didn't want to stick around and really speak because she was walking her dog. So I, I I, I, don't know why. I think I just fell under the pressure of sawing, seeing her walking away that I was just like, I'm good. How are you? Like, like, keep talking to me. And I just immediately like I felt my face turn so red. And I was like, oh, God, no, I can never see this. I can't see this woman for, for another two years. And that's that's that. Um, there have been many moments like that. Like, you know, when you're sitting at the restaurant and they bring you your food and they're like, Oh, enjoy your food. And you're like, you too. And then it's like, you kind of have to scooch over now, give them a plate and then give them some of your food. Cause now, <laughs> now they got to eat with you. Cause you couldn't shut up. Uh, okay. Has there been two people that you wanted to get it on with at the same time? <laughs> okay. So. We me read that again. Has there been two people that you have wanted to get it on with at the same time? Bill Skarsgård and Harry Styles. That is the dream threesome. And me, of course. All right. um, I love Bill Skarsgård. And I would love to see him as Pennywise. That would be a great like, role-playing kind of thing, like, ooh, and Harry Styles saves me. I'm, like, the damsel in this distress, and and Harry's, like, oh, you let her go, and then Bill Skarsgård's, like, <laughs> yo, flow to too, yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Are you an introvert or extrovert? So, I- Grew up with the knowledge that I was very extroverted, that I was very like, I love going out. My social battery gets full when I'm around people, when I like, when I take it all in, like, people's energy is what fills me and makes me happy. And then the pandemic hit, and then I got a therapist. (laughs) And my therapist is the one that made me realize that I was never fully extroverted. The only thing that made me feel like I was an extrovert was the fact that I lived, oh shit, sorry was the fact that I lived with my parents and the fact that I was under the reign of my parents, strict parenting, and um, I wasn't allowed to go out that much. So the times that I would want to go, the, the times that my parents actually let me go out, I was like, okay, who am I hanging out with? I want to go out. I want to do this. I want to do that. When in reality, now that I have all the free time in the world, I actually enjoy my my own company way more than I enjoy being with people. And I love being with people, but I noticed I get exhausted so much quicker when I hang out with people for a long period of time. So, you know, I recently went to uh, VidCon in California and that was the most fun I've had in a long time. Like it was something so different. I met so many new people and I went to Disneyland, which was amazing. But I got home and I'm not even kidding. I don't think I spoke for 2 days. <laughs> I was so exhausted and usually like the old me would assume that I would be ready to like go out again and do more things and do this. But I just wanted to stay home. I felt I felt so comfortable being at home and just being with my dogs and only talking to Andrew and that's what kind of made me realize I'm kind of in between But lately, I've been more of an introvert than an extrovert, and people always think that I'm an extrovert because I'm very like out there and like, oh, you you don't are you the type to like be quiet in a group? That's the thing. If I'm in a group of people, if I'm surrounded by a group of people and we're out and about, we're drinking, we're having fun, I am not talking. And this might come as a shock to a lot of people, but. I always feel like I don't know what to say. So I stand in the corner and wait for someone to kind of acknowledge me or to kind of like say something that I can bounce off of and be like, oh yeah, like this is it. But if nobody speaks to me or if nobody includes me in a conversation, I don't insert myself because I feel like I'm, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. Uh, But again, this is a whole episode within itself. But um, when it comes to me being extroverted, I can talk to anyone about anything. I can have long conversations with strangers. I love people. As much as I say, oh, I hate people. No, I love people. There's a moment where I I need to go out and I'll go to Target or Trader Joe's. And just seeing people going about their day fills me with so much joy. Like I love seeing people doing stuff. I love seeing people living their best life. Like when my friends get these amazing opportunities with like brand deals and like like commercial deals and like modeling jobs and stuff i i'm like it fills me up with so much happiness seeing other people happy which i guess is like my extroverted self and also like when it comes to me texting my friends i i always love reaching out to my friends and like seeing how everybody's doing but i don't get that energy reciprocated to me that much again separate episode but it's It's such a complicated thing. Where like, I can't keep expecting people to be like how I treat them. Like because since I'm the one that always has to show people how much I love them, I may have become friends with a few group of people that don't do that to other to, to their own friends. Where like, they won't text them as much, they won't reach out to them as much, and I have a hard time accepting that. I have a hard time being like okay, they don't want to reach out to me. They're just probably busy. No, for me, it's like, no, they absolutely hate me. They never wanted to be my friend in the first place. Oh my God. It's it's a conversation that I can go on and on and on about. I'm actually drafting out that specific episode because it's something that I've always wanted to speak about, but I never knew exactly how to put it into words how I feel. So hopefully that episode can come soon. But in the meantime, we're going to move on. So next question is, what is your ethnicity? So uh, if you couldn't tell by my beautiful hair, my uh, beautiful, luscious lips, my curvaceous body, and my attitude, I'm Dominican. I'm uh, fluent in Spanish, just barely. After marrying Andrew, my Spanish has uh, really, really gone down. Um, And I noticed that when I visit my parents, when I go over to my parents' house and I start speaking in Spanish... And I start feeling, like, the slurring where, like, I can't formulate a sentence in Spanish. And I'm just like, what the hell is happening? And my sister always says that, like, Andrew's colonizing you (laughs) without him noticing. Because uh, I, I have forgotten my Spanish heavily, especially being married to a white guy and Andrew barely knows how to speak Spanish like he knows how to say like arroz con habichuela or he'll just be like oh gringo and he'll know the curse words and all this stuff but I can't speak to him in Spanish I wish I could but he he has to learn and it's so funny because he loves bad bunny and he loves Spanish music and I'll find him watching YouTube videos of like bad bunny songs translated into English (laughs) it's the funniest thing (laughs) it's so funny Okay. What did you study in college? I studied marketing. Um, My original dream job slash major was architecture. I wanted to be an architect. That was my dream career. Okay. I was in 10th grade and I was sending emails to colleges, to architecture schools, to architecture schools and these Ivy league schools, because architecture was offered in like specialized schools and Ivy league schools that I couldn't afford and was too stupid to get into them. But I was in 10th grade and I was already emailing these schools saying, please consider me. <laughs> I don't know why I used to do that. And whenever I would get the pamphlets sent to my house, I used to think that they were interested in me. And I'm just like, this I hate to break it to you, but I don't think that they're into you. Like, <laughs> I just think that you requested information and they just sent it to your house. Like that, that's, that's it. But That's not what was processing in my head. In my head, I was thinking, oh, I think they know that I'm good enough for their school. But little did I know, Cornell would have never wanted my dumbass. And I wanted to be an architect because I have always been very obsessed with urban design and urban architecture and also interior design, Uh, but more urban design. Like, you'll catch me looking up at a building, like, if I'm walking through Manhattan, I'm always looking at a building. I love, love looking at architecture. Um, and so since I was a kid, I used to draw floor plans. Like I used to have this thick folder and I would draw, um, kind of like floor plans of houses. I used to like actually draw buildings. I always used to love drawing towns and cities. Like I was so big into urban design and then college came around. I had to be a little more realistic, realized that architecture required too much math, and then I was like, "Okay, so marketing it is six years later, I got my degree, and you know I'm happy I have my degree, but would I have gone to school if I knew where social media was going and where careers were going in the future where like you don't really have to have a bachelor's for in order to be successful, nah, no, I wouldn't have." I personally would not have gotten a degree if I knew that I could have made so much money without going to school. Did that make sense? I don't know. Okay, (laughs) moving on. What are your top five favorite music artists? So I have here Celine Dion, Coldplay, J. Cole, Tiesto, and Rufus Dussault. My all-time favorite would have to be Celine Dion only because I go based off of who I've been listening to for the longest and Celine Dion and Tiesto are like my number, like my number ones, uh, Celine Dion being the literally the first artist I ever fell in love with next to Britney Spears. Um, yeah, Celine Dion, there's something about that woman's voice. And I, I went to see her in Vegas way back in like, when was it? I think it was 2016 or 2015. And, um, I was transformed. I was never the same after that concert. She sounds exactly like how she sounds in her albums and every other live performance that I've seen her do. She is a star, una estrella. I love her so much. J. Cole, love J. Cole. His music, and that's the thing, I'm not super big into rap, but J. Cole, his music is so good. Like The lyrics... I was gonna say they really speak to me <laughs> they don't but like they're just so it's so good and the music is so good um and Coldplay I don't even have to explain myself but y'all right now uh how did Andrew propose okay so Andrew um isn't the best with planning things or surprising me because Andrew is I wouldn't say he's predictable but I definitely wasn't surprised that he was going to proposed because he took me to see a Broadway show, and Andrew's very loving, but he's not the type to take me to a Broadway show <laughs> if that makes sense so he like planned a day he took me to see Aladdin for the first time and then he took me to a carriage ride in Central Park and this was at like 10 pm so it was pitch black. I was terrified, but I knew what was happening. It also didn't help that in his jacket he had cut a hole inside his jacket and I just see an outline of a box. This guy hid the ring and the box inside, in between his jacket and he covered it with gray duct tape. (laughs) I wish I was making this up, but I was like, you know what? Let's Let's just act very aloof. Let's act very nonchalant and surprised. And that's exactly what happened. And he got down on one knee and the hell was that noise I'm sorry I think my dog just scratched the crap out of my sofa and it scared the living crap out of me um but yeah he got down on one knee and he had no words he just kept saying will you (laughs) will you and me like just taking it all in I'm just like like, yeah yeah of course I'll marry you like it was just such a it was a beautiful moment. I have a video of it. Um, it was a very beautiful moment, but uh, it was definitely like I knew it was going to happen because he's he's Andrew. <laughs> Next question: How is your relationship with your sister? My sister and I have grown super close uh, within the past. I want to say two years because we weren't super close when I moved out. Um, yeah, she missed miss, missed she <laughs> she missed me a lot when I moved out, but. It definitely hit her harder um a few months after i had moved out and then the lockdown happened while my husband was deployed and she came and she moved in with me for about two three months and now she sleeps over almost every other weekend and uh i love that girl but i would never tell her to her face that i love her um because that's disgusting uh next question when's the baby coming (laughs) uh to be honest i don't know if i want to have kids and this is something that has been on my mind it's been dwelling in my brain for the past few months and i'm not sure if i really want to have kids and it's not even at this point that it's like oh i don't want kids it's like my child is not going to have a secure future this country is going to crap. This world is going to crap. I don't even think we have that much time left as a society. Will my kids even be able to have children of their own? Or will they develop gills because New York is going to be underwater and they're going to be like the lost city of Atlantis? You know what I mean? So I feel like at this point, it would be kind of selfish of me to have kids because my kids are going to have such a Bleak future with in the with a direction of how where things are going in this world and in this country, I don't know if I want to put my child through that. Um, also, I get frustrated enough having to take care of Andrew when he leaves a shower curtain open and I want to choke him to death. I can't even imagine if it was my own child. <laughs> not condoning violence with your child i'm kidding this is for joking purposes only oh my god i see my neighbor right now the one that i had the awkward interaction with did she get a new car oh no okay well i know to never come across and walk past her for a while now because i just can't have that awkward interaction again (laughs) but um yeah i don't know if i want kids uh i love everything how it is now I feel like a kid would ruin my life respectfully. Um, But yeah, next question. When did you lose your virginity? So I hope that at this point, my parents stopped listening, Um, but I lost my virginity when I was 18. And it was such an awkward experience because Andrew was like this, like his room, like the place that we did it at was like, it was in his room. It was so messy. It wasn't romantic at all. And, it was like it was just such an awkward experience and then (laughs) it was just it was such an awkward experience but uh I'm happy that we climbed that over that hill and we overcame that uh that treacherous journey um because it was like it was just such an uncomfortable experience and like I I think I can speak for everyone when I say losing your virginity is the worst thing in the world Afterward, you're just like doing it like bunnies and then it's all great. But yeah, I was I was 18 when I lost it and luckily I married the guy that I lost my virginity to And that's something that I consider a big flex. Um Do I wish that I like dated around and stuff? Honestly, there was a point where I was like, you know, I kind of wish I had like other boyfriends so I can just kind of like play the field and just get that experience of like just dating around. But now that I'm married, I'm just like, I don't know. I'd rather just live vicariously through my friends who go on dates and experience it themselves um, than me actually doing it myself. Okay, next. What kind of advice would you give a woman learning to love herself? Uh, Okay, so as a person that grew up in a family where being criticized every day for what I look like was so so constant it was so constant you have no choice but to develop this self-hatred for yourself where you know your cousins are saying oh my god there's no food uh hillary must have eaten it or like you guys need to uh, like put locks on the cabinets because hillary's eating all the food all on that. like and it's things that like yeah they used to bother me as a kid but i don't care anymore um so yeah there was a point where i hated myself and It wasn't until, I want to say this year, where I started feeling a little more acceptable. I started accepting myself a little more after I started realizing, you know, my family has been telling me for years and years and years that I was, like, morbidly obese. Like, that I was, like, my 600-pound life obese. And then I realized I'm not as big as I used to think I was. Like, yeah, I'm pretty big, but I'm not, like, homegirl can't even stand on her own two feet without collapsing because she's so big you know what I mean like I and that that's something that very strangely like opened my eyes and made me realize like I have I was believing for the longest that I was the biggest that I've ever been and 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 lo and behold like I really am not as big as I thought I was so from there I started finding my style which was very early, like late 90s, early 2000s core. Like I love dressing from that time period. Um, and I started finding things that fit my body that make me look bomb as hell. I started wearing mini skirts. I never wore mini skirts because I was so self-conscious. I wore a bikini for the first time this year. <laughs> Who would have thought? And so I guess to answer the question, how, what kind of advice would you give a woman learning to love herself I would say try everything and more, whether it's changing your hair, doing a new makeup look. Like I've learned to love myself through many things, channeling my inner child, letting my inner child come out more where like I will, um, I started drawing a lot. I started doing things that I used to do as a kid a lot more now. So like I started sitting and watching more Disney and Pixar movies. I started drawing Uh, I started playing games that I used to play when I was a kid. Like I start letting my inner child out more. And in turn, that kind of helped me love myself more. I started eating better. That in turn makes me feel amazing about myself. I started also, this is going to sound weird. I started staring at myself in the mirror a lot more and telling myself like, you know, you really are like really hot. (laughs) you know, have a moment where you're you're a little self-absorbed and it's, it's not bad to love yourself. I hate when people see other girls, women, especially like men. It's like, but women, it's like, you can't say on like on camera or like post on a TikTok or your Instagram story. Like I am so hot because there's going to be that one person that's going to be like, Oh, she's so full of it. She's so self-absorbed. What the hell is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. So, um, Yeah, learning to love yourself, I think it really starts with learning to really channel your inner child, learning to accept yourself for who you are and to not hide behind the I have to be a certain way to please other people. F what those people have to say. You got to do what's right for you. Again, I can do a whole episode about learning to love yourself, very live, laugh, love and not be corny about it, too, because I, I hate the I don't believe in toxic positivity. Like I hate when I say I look ugly and a friend of mine will be like, no, you look cute. You are not my real friend. If you're saying that I look cute, knowing damn well that I look disgusting. OK, like yeah. So that's one thing I'll say. Like, if you look ugly one day, accept it. You can fix it. You look ugly and that's okay. We all have our ugly days. There's nothing wrong with saying we look ugly because if you focus on only being that toxic, positive person where like you're sad, but you're like, no, it's a great day. Life could be so much worse and you're just masking and hiding all this negative energy that you have. That one day you're going to explode. So if you're having a bad day, have a bad day. Don't hide it. Behind all this toxic positivity nonsense, and that's own period. Okay, next question: What has been your favorite thing about being a content creator? Honestly, getting to know you guys and de- creating a whole community and building a whole community of people that just meeting so many people. I have not met so many people in my life until I started my platform, and I couldn't be more grateful for the people that I have met, the creator friends that I've made. I've made some best friends because of this platform. And I have you guys to thank. And I could not be more grateful. I feel like I'm taking so long with this. Okay, best and worst aspects of living in New York. Now, the best thing I would say is how much culture New York City has. We definitely have amazing, diverse cultures here that you can experience so many countries in like, one town. It's it's insane. Um another thing that I would say I love about New York is the tough love that the city has to give. Um I will say there are some bad apples here and there, but I guess I can speak for Dominicans. Um Dominicans uh, for, for non-New Yorkers, y'all would think that like <laughs> the Dominicans are like very angry and like mean, but we mean well. Like they'll speak to you with like such aggression, but it comes from a place of love and it comes from a place of like, that's just how we are. We're like pretty like straightforward and we just sound aggressive. And I can say that for a lot of ethnicities, like Japanese, Korean, Russian, Turkish, like all these countries, Italians, Greeks, um, I have experienced that type of tough love where like (laughs) I went, when was it? Oh my God! I went to a store. I went to Home Goods. I went to Home Goods the other day, and this lady actually, she was like, I think she was like Russian or Ukrainian, one of those, and um, she was speaking to me, and she was like, uh, because I had a candle and I didn't want it to be wrapped, and I was like, it's okay, you don't have you don't have to wrap it. I'll I'll put it in the bag. That's no problem. She's like, she was like, are you stupid? you're going to you're going to break it and i'm just like if anyone else that wasn't from new york or like anyone else that has never experienced like like europeans or like hispanics you guys would think that we're like the meanest people and like she when she was like are you stupid i started dying and i was just like okay okay i was like you can wrap it you can wrap it if you want i was like she was so sweet she was like are you stupid why would you not wrap it she was like you wanted to break in the car and i'm like I'm like, all right, I mean, you can wrap it. But I was like, I was telling her, I was like, I was just trying to save you time. She was like, me? She was like, I don't care about saving time. You can just do it. And then I'm like, all right, sis, you do your thing. <laughs> she was so sweet. And then like when I was leaving, she was like, have a good day, sweetheart. And then I'm just like, oh, when they call you sweetheart, I'm like, oh, I love you. But yeah, it's one of the things that I love. The tough love that the city has to show, it's, it's amazing. Uh, The worst thing is the fact that the infrastructure of the city is failing us every day. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole city was swallowed by a giant sinkhole one day because um, I can just feel it. (laughs) I can feel it every time I take a step on the sidewalk. Um, Yeah. And like whenever you see like the rain videos, like when, when it's like pouring rain in New York and the rain just goes through the ground somehow into the subways and you see that the subways are turning into pools. I'm just like... How has New York not collapsed yet? You know what I mean? it's It's a miracle at this point. Um, and it's also way too expensive. Uh, wages have not gone up, but the cost of living most certainly has gone up, and it's it's disgusting at this point. All right, next question Ugh, I'm trying to wrap it up. I feel like I've been going on for a while about almost almost an hour. See? It's been a while. Um, okay. What's your biggest pet peeve? Oof, I have so many pet peeves, but this is my number one because I've recently had it triggered by something I was watching. I can't stand how certain people say the word food. I hate when people pronounce it food. Like when they say it like F-E-U-D or F-E-W-D, like they'll be like, um, and what are we going to do about food? Food. No, it's food. Food. I don't know. I can't tolerate it. Uh, Makes me disgusted. Another thing, um, my friends who are watching this or listening to this probably know what I'm talking about. For those of you that are listening, I will describe it to you. Um, On TikTok, there's this thing that people do and it irritates the hell out of me. And they'll like take their hand, they'll put it in front of their face. And when they have their mouth open and then they shake their head from side to side, oh my God, where it's like they're pretending to scream, but they just have their hand like kind of like in a bear claw and they have it right in front of their face and they're shaking their head no while having their hand in front of their face and they're just like oh I go feral and my friends periodically send me videos of them doing that um I I already block them I'm not friends with them anymore (laughs) oh my god I hate it I don't know why and it's like it's one of those things where it's like that's not an actual pet peeve you know it doesn't it's not it's not a real but it's like I don't know why it bothers me so much. I hate it with a burning passion. Uh, Would you move out of New York if given the chance? If I had the chance to get my citizenship, I would move to Europe. I wouldn't move to another state. I would move out of this country. Okay, I cannot stand being in this country and Andrew and I have spoken about moving to a different country. We would move to Europe. Um Sweden is like the number 1 place I would want to move to next to um either Denmark or France. We love France. Um but yeah, I would love to I would love to move there. Um yeah, I can I, I don't see myself living in the city if I have the chance to actually make a new life in Europe, (laughs) Europe, Europe, Europe. Uh, I think I'm going to end it there because I, I I think I've reached a good point at this, in this first episode, uh, where I can kind of end it. So I just want to take the time to thank you guys for listening and being here with me today. I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to continue this podcast journey. Eventually, I want to, you know, bring guests on. I have to figure out all that stuff because I don't know how to even do a Zoom call and put that on. All that stuff, it's, you know, it's beyond my intelligence. Yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for all the support that you have given me. Uh, Make sure to follow me on all my platforms. I I don't know what else to say. I don't know how to close this out. Hillary Star, out. All right, guys. Take care. Love you all. Bye.